www.jeffrosbarbecuesmoking.net. From the Jeffro's Barbecue Studios, now featuring Happy Mondays with two-for-one Happy CBD Cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KX in Alabama, Bob momentarily. We do every Monday at this time. We go around college football, looking at all the Power Five conferences, thought or two maybe from some other games. Uh, and then our top four before we get uh, give way, in this case today, to Nick Osen. He'll be coming up. He covers Iowa State. Uh, he, Nick joins us about one thirty. Cyclone alert dot. 11.30. What did I say? One thirty. Eleven thirty. Unless you're working extra today. Well, there's so much to do. It would be easy today, wouldn't Indeed it? Indeed, it would. It wouldn't be very popular, though, because that's uh, taking a half hour away from Murph and Andy. True. Uh, anyways, um, he will join us at 11.30, and then Trent's play of the day. That's about 10 minutes before noon. Right now, Bama Bob joins us. Bama, Trent, and Ken. Another weekend in the book, sadly. How are you? <laughs> I'm feeling good, Ken. You're already counting it down, aren't you? It's so much fun, isn't it? It's just wild. This sport yeah, is just bananas. Think, yeah, there's nothing good this week. Right. Yeah, nothing good could possibly happen. There's no big matchups like we had last Duh. week. Holy Moses. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, let's start in the Big yeah. 12, fellas. We'll start there. A conference that uh, I'm really uh, getting uh, to to enjoy because I think there's – look, Kansas has a pulse. And K-State may be able to live up to those expectations that they carried into the season. And Oklahoma is Oklahoma. And Texas put a scare in a number one team in the country. Uh, Bama, just your thoughts on uh, what you saw in the Big 12 this weekend. Yeah, that was uh, – um, there was – there's some good storylines in here. Um, you know, we'll start, I guess, with the obvious, the Alabama-Texas game. I, I thought going in that that spread was ridiculous. Um, and, you know, I bet it that way. I think I said that as well. I didn't know it would be this close. That was as sloppy a game as you'll ever see a Nick Saban team. The penalties. Play. I mean, yeah. the penalty. And Will Anderson, three offsides. That's ridiculous. The, and the, just the dumb, boneheaded. Yeah. Personal foul after the guy's down, and you know, like in the first half, that Alabama's DBs are being coached to grab players, and uh, you know, just just really, really sloppy play. Um, they cleaned it up, and look, that's what a fifteen million dollar coaching staff will get you. They should get you adjustments. They did adjust. Um, Bill O'Brien knows what he's doing, calling plays. They just totally abandoned the running game because it wasn't working. And they said, let's see, we've got the best player on the field. That's number nine for us, so let's put it in his hands. And and he made plays when he had to. The receivers started catching balls. There were so many drop passes, bad routes, everything else. But um, So that's the Alabama side. They have Bryce Young. Texas didn't. Um, the Texas side, I think I said, I think I'm on record the last couple weeks that I thought this would be kind of a referendum on Sark and them moving mm-hmm. into the SEC, and I think they passed the test. Yep, I do too. You know, Alabama didn't come in and roll them 44 to 10 and get everybody thinking, do we have the right guy? Listen, I I didn't love his comments at the end of it. I mean, I would have I would have liked to have said, listen, we came here, we thought we should win the game, we came to win the game, we didn't win the game. He was. It's almost like he was taking a consolation lap, and I didn't really like that, but. The way they played up front, they 
I don't. They didn't dominate Alabama, but it was a stalemate. Mm-hmm. On, I think on both sides. I mean, Will Anderson wasn't really a factor until he absolutely At had the to end. be. Yeah. At the very end, your best defensive player, you know, made a play and you know forced him to burn a timeout, left Bryce Young some time on the clock. Um, you know, I, I hate that Ewers went out. I just I don't know if it would have been different, but I hated was, that. He, he was, and listen, I don't think that was a malicious. Guy. No, I don't I either. Texas, I'm with you. Texas fans are all up in arms. All oh, it's the Colt McCoy thing all over again, and you know all this kind of stuff. And that wasn't a dirty hit either. But uh, listen, I don't even know that that was roughing. I didn't think that he slammed him into the turf. I don't know what the guy's supposed to do when you are in the air and you're about to hit the quarterback. You have to come down somewhere, and it just happened to be. On top of him, I mean, the kid put his arm down, and I think that's what caused it. I didn't think it was a malicious hit. If you want to flag it, fine. If that's where we are these days on on roughing the passer, it was his body I, weight. I think that's what drew the flag as much as yeah, anything. It wasn't egregious, Bama. I, I I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I I, I just I, but look, I thought it was a great football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was. it wasn't it wasn't well played. Obviously, we've talked about 15 penalties. For Alabama, I think Texas left a lot of points on the on the well, board. Well, this kid worthy the I mean, boy, that's the receiver. He's trouble. That's SEC he is speed. Trouble. Yes, he is. Yeah, I mean that is some trouble there. And and Ewers before he went out was just hitting him. Yeah. I mean, all he was throwing dimes. I mean, it was it was very impressive quarterback play. Card came in was obviously hurt. Couldn't get the zip on the ball that he needed. And and look at the end of the day. You know, you, I think you just, this is just one of those rare games you give both teams credit. Both teams made a lot of mistakes. Both teams could have won it, should have won it with a few things different. You give Alabama credit for, you know, 15 penalties, sloppy play, everything else, and still somehow finding a way to win the game. And I think you give Texas in year two under Sarkeesian a ton of credit for hanging in there. Now we'll see what happens when they go, when Bryce Young's gone and they go to, Tuscaloosa next year. We'll see what happens, and then obviously going into the SEC. But I thought it was just a really good game. Everything else in the Big Twelve, I thought Baylor that that Baylor uh, BYU game. Um, I actually stayed up for that. Did one, you or not? I well, did. Double OT. Yeah, and that was a good one. Um, again, game could have gone either way. Um, I, Oklahoma's doing well. I mean, you guys have already covered the pillow fight in Iowa City. I mean, I'm sure. Uh, uh, the, the Kansas win, Ken. How about the Jayhawks? Yeah, I mean, is is something happening here? And I saw that score at first, and I'm like, how do you win by 13 in overtime? But obviously it was they scored, and then a pick six yeah. where the kid ran it back. Yeah. So um, good for them, TCU. And you mentioned Kansas State. I still think this might be a sleeper. Mm-hmm. I mean, Adrian Martinez is this. Was it Scott Frost in Nebraska holding him back or what? I don't know, but, man, that's a good win over a pretty bad SEC team, but that's a statement win if you're Kansas State to beat an SEC team and just absolutely just pound them. And Martinez was really good, and I just think that maybe he's got something here and maybe they are that team that can sneak in and and give you know compete with Texas and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State in that division. Your thoughts, Trent, on the Big 12? Big 12 uh, mentioned Oklahoma State a little bit earlier in Spencer Sanders. It feels like it's all coming together for him. I think you're exactly right on that front. Baylor, did we maybe overrate them a tick coming yeah, into the perhaps, year? perhaps, maybe. Probably. The championship a year ago, they lost a lot. Tough. The schedule, you're right. Tough. It, it yeah. really is. And I think there are four or five teams that I'd certainly put above them right now 
as it com- comes to the kind of the pecking mm-hmm. order of the uh, Big 12. So those are a couple there. And Adrian Martinez, as good as he was, he was still only 9 of 20. Yeah, you know, the, the stats weren't, uh, stats weren't, yep. uh, didn't blow you away, but that's, that's a big win for that. Uh, a statement win. I, I'm with you. Let's go to the Big 10. Trent, we'll start with you. Uh, your takeaways from the Big 10. Uh, kind of uh, a rough week overall. The Big 10 West continues to be a joke and maybe even got worse. Not just Nebraska's loss, but you know, what we saw around with Indiana. How about them struggling with mm-hmm. Idaho? One mm-hmm. of the worst programs year after. Was that the game that was delayed for hours? Was that delayed? Michigan was late, but there was rain in Bloomington, too. I don't recall, anyways. And Wisconsin. But Washington State's better. They are. Oh, absolutely. And and plenty of credit there. Uh But Wisconsin to lose this game. And what we saw last year and the step back, this program is going the wrong direction. Paul Christ, not in trouble, not going to be fired, but... This is one we're going to be talking about maybe in mm-hmm. 2023. If this ends in another ho hum seven and five, eight and four year, Native's going to get restless up in Badgerland. Mm. Uh, Bammy, your thoughts on the on the Big Ten? Yeah, I mean, you know, hard to take anything away from Michigan and Ohio State. They just played kind of nobody opponents. I know Michigan's getting a lot of love and McCarthy and all this kind of thing, but you know, let's, let's play somebody. And I don't know who that's going to be for them. Uh, you know, for the first. Uh, you know, six or seven weeks of the season. I mean, you start looking at where they go from here. They've got UConn and Maryland and Jeez. then at Iowa, at Indiana. I mean, they may not play anybody good until they get to Penn State in mid-October. And by good, I mean, you know, where they won't be a heavy favorite. Because uh, they're going to be a favorite in Iowa City, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be a favorite at Maryland, and they'll be a big favorite at Indiana. So, um, but yeah, I, it's hard to, and they're getting a lot of love, and, you know, good for them. Ohio State, kind of nice bounce back over a nobody team. Michigan State, um, to me, it's like you said, it's the Big Ten West. I mean, Wisconsin losing at home to Washington State, and again, an improved team, but that's a game when that comes out that you think that you, if, if you want to be a contender, and they're gone nationally now, obviously. Um, but, you know, listen, it doesn't hurt them really in the division. Uh, same with Iowa. I don't know what's going on with Iowa. That that team is unwatchable. I mean, the last two weeks. I mean, yeah, I know you guys have to, and I've tried a couple times. And you know what I think about Cyhawk, but man, that that's just and it's not just good defense, guys. It's just it's ugly offense, in my opinion. Now maybe I'll differ. No, no, no you're hundred percent right. They're playing. They're playing the wrong quarterback. <laughs> calling it ugly is nice. Yeah, that's it's probably, yeah, so. that's an insult. It's probably an insult to ugly people. But you know, anyway. Um, Northwestern Iowa is kind of a bad loss. I'm with you. Back. Oh, man, I had hopes for them this year. And look, they're, again, not a conference game. So doesn't really hurt them, uh, you know, in the West. But maybe a little hangover from going to Dublin. I don't know. Uh, how about Illinois? I Love mean, it. I the Illini. Yeah, Love big it. win for them. Um, you know, I, I just that, – that was that was a game they had to have if they're going to get. And that Indiana loss, I think, may be really – it could come back to haunt them. Purdue, nice bounce mm-hmm. back over uh, nobody. But uh, Penn State, and they got a big one coming to Auburn this week. Um, Auburn's a mess. We can get to them a little bit later. I just think they're going to be favored. They are favored on the road. And, um, yeah, I mean, Nebraska's, I guess, the lead, if you really want to look at it, because of they fired the coach. And, you know, once again, and I, I'll tell you, when I saw Scott Frost's comments, Saturday after the game when he basically said, I didn't have any answers. Okay, that is not what you want from your head coach. You know, you put it all on, you know, you take blame, you do everything else, and you don't throw your players or your staff under the bus. But when he said something to the effect of, I didn't have any answers for it, to me that's when Trev Alberts had to pull the trigger. And 
I mean, we talked. I mean, it's been reported that if they'd have waited, what, two, three weeks, they could have saved seven and a half million bucks. Yep. On October a one, October first. And 1st. they didn't. Yeah. I mean, they, they obviously. I, I I think those comments are really what got him gone right now. And did, is it just me, or did he just kind of look like you know this is just isn't working? I, you know, if you want to get rid of me, fine, get rid of me. I mean, just. Not that he quit or anything, but he just looks beaten down. Like he, like he doesn't know what to do. Like he doesn't have any answers. And I mean, obviously, Iowa State and Matt Campbell are bigger and big into that equation. I give Mark Stoops a call. I saw something last night that they should call Urban Meyer. That would be a biggest mistake that program could make. Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, I don't but, think they will. I think you wait for Matt Rule to get fired in Carolina because I think he's a hell of a yeah. college coach. Uh, let's yeah, move on. Could get, be right. Uh, let's do the SEC. Trent, we'll start. I want to get involved in this one because I saw some SEC schools that. You normally wouldn't be at front and center of our conversation, but um, Mississippi State boys? Yes. This is legit. Yeah. Kentucky, this team. Mm-hmm. Mark Stoops, what what he's doing. Arkansas, that's a nice win. Um, this Michigan, who's Mississippi State have this week? Is it LSU? Is that what it is? Is that this week? I hadn't even looked forward that far. Yeah, it is. They'll get on yeah. the road. Good chance. They got a Baton Rouge. Yeah, got yeah. a quarterback coming back this year in Will Rogers, who is chucking around in that offense. They returned a lot defensively. Alabama's creaking. If we believe that what we saw against Texas, Bama, how big of a stretch? What kind of odds would I have to give you? I'll give you the field against Alabama. So in you're the trying SEC to find West. The, in the West. Okay. I give you the field. What kind of odds would it take for you to fire at the rest of that division? Ooh, A&M's bad. Yeah. Oh, man. Um,. Four to one. I probably go six to one. Six to I mean, one still I, takes that. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I just you know, A and M. I I don't know where they're at right now. Auburn is an absolute mess, guys. I, I they they got nothing at quarterback. I think Arkansas might. I know Mississippi State, and it's a good story, and it was a good win, and we'll see what they go to when they go to Baton Rouge, and you know, you can't take anything out of what LSU did this week against Southern. I mean, they are what they are. Uh, we saw it against Florida State, who I don't think is a great team. There's just not a Arkansas. I think is the best, the second best team, Might and be. that I mean, look, Alabama's they got ULM this week, then they got Vandy at home, and then October first they go to they go to Fayetteville, and but but that's a tough game for Arkansas because you know they they play A and M in Dallas the week before that, so that's one of the or in Arlington and in Dairy Dome, and you know which is under in a state of mourning after last night. But um I, I just I think Arkansas might be the second best team in that conference. They they could be I don't think they're the best team. I think Alabama will figure it out. And again, if they if had they played a, a quote unquote cleaner game, I don't think it comes down to the last second. But you there's still tons of talent. They'll figure it out, I think, offensively. They gotta get a running game going, but I, again you just gotta go back to Texas. But for me there's two stories. There's three, really. Well, that, Tennessee you know, too. That, Tennessee should be in. in, in yeah, that, and that's a that was a really good win. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, uh, on the road in Pittsburgh after what they did last week, that the SEC had a good weekend. They had a really good weekend. Uh, Arkansas, we talked about. I thought Kentucky over Florida. That was a big win. I, I I just Mark Stoops has just got that going. Jimbo Fisher right now, man. You you want to talk about the butt of jokes down here, especially after all the Saban dust up. Mm-hmm. And then you lose into Appalachian State, and you know, but hey, we're building something down here, and you know, well, you might not be the, you might not be the one with a hammer when it's all said and done. But, uh, but I just thought it was a good weekend for the SEC. You mentioned Mississippi State; uh, that's a good win for that program. Uh, Missouri, not a good win, not a thing. You know, 
a good result for them. But Tennessee, to me, Tennessee, Kentucky, if you want to look at the, the true storylines, Tennessee going on the road and Kentucky going into the swamp and really controlling that game start to finish. Uh, October 29th, I've already got it on my calendar, uh, in Knoxville, Kentucky uh, versus the Vols. Let's go to the Pac-12. Pac-12 had a decent weekend, me mm-hmm. Arizona notwithstanding. I think everybody else, Oregon State had a nice win. Obviously, what happened in Madison, that was good. Trent, your thoughts on the Pac-12? Yeah, I'm going to the Beavers, Jonathan Smith. And remember him quarterbacking, what, 20 years ago and now taking over this program, getting them competent again. Mm-hmm. And a really nice win and going for the win. A field goal would have tied it. They said the hell with it. We're putting in our linebacker. Is that what you were watching late? Oh, yeah. Our linebacker slash defensive line special teamer. And he's also a Wildcat quarterback. Hmm. He goes in there and runs it in. They go for the win. I love that. And, and a team, you guys always talk about your guilty pleasures. I think Oregon State's kind of okay, mine. Okay, that's a good one. I like that one. That's, yeah, that's off the yeah, radar. Too. Late night Pac-12, why not? Uh, Bama, your thoughts on the Pac-12? Yeah, pretty good weekend, like you said. Um, you know, Washington State really kind of the... I don't know the standard bear if you want to that that's that's a really a good, good win, win mm-hmm. on the road in Wisconsin. I mean, true road game in Madison. That's a tough place to play. Everybody in the Big Ten knows that, and to go in and pull that one out, I think was big. USC, listen, Stanford hung with them. I I thought this would be a you know they covered, which was I think at ten ten and a half. I thought USC would maybe do a little bit more than that. So I don't know if you give credit to Stanford for that, but. Man, look, Kayla Williams, man, I, I, he's that's going to work. I, I told, I, I've been on. I didn't tell you. I mean, I've, my opinion has all been throughout that that he and Lincoln Riley are going to get it done. So, three hundred forty-one yards, four touchdowns uh, at Stanford. I just think that's a combination that's just going to wreak havoc in that uh, in that conference. So, those are really the storylines for me. Not much else. I mean, you, st- you know, I got one off week. I got Go one. Ahead. Is is the worst Power Five school, Colorado? Hmm. Uh, quite possibly. That's a bad Man, loss. They're off forty-one to ten. They're. I mean, terrible. Kansas. You know, Kansas. They would be the other contender, and they go. In Kansas got a pulse. Kansas yeah, they got, do. And here's they my question: one. How do you get a kid to Boulder and have him not commit on the spot? <laughs> it's freaking beautiful. It is. The yeah. setting. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's legal there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, I, I mean, you know. I, I, you know, if you want to look at it that way, I don't know how you don't get a kid to commit to Florida or Arizona on the spot either, because there's just other the scenery mountain, there. Mountain backdrop, well, everything is beautiful. In there's Boulder. other scenery in Florida. I know. <laughs> yeah, those beaches. Yeah. Uh, real, yeah. real quick, fellas, we got like 90 seconds left because I want to get a hit on Notre Dame and then everybody's top four. Is there an ACC thought amongst uh, floating around in your head, Trent Condon? Yeah, Dino's got uh, Syracuse back. Remember, you know they, they are good. They got a big game this week. Who do they have? They do. It's, it's a, a big, big Ten team, isn't it? Uh, it's Purdue. Oh, there you go. Speaking of sneaky good games, that's really better good than game. sneaky good. That's yes. going to be a really good game. Defense is playing better. Dino, he's a guy that's easy to root for. I, Syracuse, back at least for ACC standards. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, thought on the ACC, Bama? Uh, not too much. I mean, uh, you Duke? Know, good win for Louisville. Yeah, Duke, Louisville, beating UCF. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a that good win. That was a good game, too, Friday night. Yeah, it was. It really was. The Malzahn special. I mean, you know, yeah. just that's what you get with Gus Malzahn. So here you go, Big Twelve. Um, yeah, not much else. I mean, Wake Forest, Vanderbilt. Yeah, you know, good. You know, good for Sam Hartman. All but, right, let's uh, do Notre Dame, Bama, because we're running out of time. Your thoughts? Uh, I feel bad for Marcus Freeman. I mean, I, this is going to be a I, this is going to be a tough rebuild, and it's not really a rebuild. I don't I don't understand. Um, 
he's going to be under a lot of pressure. You know, counting the ball game, he's 0-3. No, no Notre Dame coach in history has lost his first three games mm. in charge. And to lose to Marshall, listen, losing to Ohio State, not no crime, okay? In a way, we're competitive. Losing in the ball game, you kind of, well, that's you know, sort of a transition. Who's here, who's not? I mean, you just can't lose to Marshall. Yeah, I, the, no. the winner, the the winner of the week was the Sun Belt. I mean, yes, my God, I am miles. App State, Georgia yeah. Southern, and Marshall. My goodness, they took some scalps. Yeah, they did. But I, I it's just I feel bad for Marcus Freeman because I, this this is going to be this going to be tough. And then everybody likes him. He was a, he, he's popular. He's a good guy. You know, he, he I think he does it the right way and everything else. But end of the day. They're going to want to win up there, and I, I, I hope that he can get that turned around, but I don't know that he can. Tyler Buckner. And it's going to be a tough year. Did he get hurt? He's out for the year. He's out for the year? Out for the year. Just yeah. announced a little bit ago by Marcus Freeman. Oh Ended my. up getting a grade five out of six AC sprain. He's out for four months. Drew Pine becomes your number Ooh, one quarterback. Oh, baby. Uh, Trent, yeah. your top four. Top four, it is Georgia, mm-hmm. Ohio State, Ohio State, Alabama, Michigan. Okay, uh, Bama, Georgia. Yeah, I'm going to leave Alabama second. Just mm-hmm. again, I think you got to give them credit. That was a tough win. Yeah, hundred thousand people in Austin, big environment, fired up crowd, played bad, found a way to win. Survived. I think you got and you got Bryce Young. I mean, mm-hmm. when Joel Klatt's raving about an SEC quarterback, you know he's good. <laughs> uh, I will, I'll go Ohio State third. I'm still sticking with USC fourth. I mean, I know Michigan is yep. looking good. Play somebody, and we may not know about Michigan for several more weeks. But I'm still gonna I'm gonna stick with USC at fourth with Michigan a notch below them, and then you know you can throw whoever else you want. Clemson's just not impressing me much out of the ACC right now. Uh, Bama and I see it the same way. Anybody like to buy half of my Anthony Richardson uh, Heisman t- tickets? Trent? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. And you know how much I like him. That was brutal. Yeah, he got Kentucky. Oh, that was rough. I mean, I felt so good gracious. this time last yes. week. I got rich 35 to 1. Ka-ching. Yeah. And then here comes your Wildcats. Here come my cats. Boy, yeah, yeah it's your own fault, Ken. Your own team, you know, especially what not cost you the money there. But, man, what a good. It was a hell of a game. Damn. Mark Stoops. Mm-hmm. I mean, geez. Come home, Mark. He's good. your alma mater. Ooh, how about yeah. the NTC? Hey, boys, yeah. we're out of time when we're late. And thank you, Bama. I love this segment. We'll look forward to Friday yep. when we preview at 10.15 on Friday. Recap every Monday at, uh, at this time. Have a great week, Bama. Thank you. You too, guys. Take care. Appreciate yeah. it. Good to talk to you, Bama Bob. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Bama Bob. Nick Olson covers Iowa State. He is next. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.org. Like many of you, my home was hit by the storm recently. My roof had hail damage. And I knew there was one place to call. It's Trent Condon for Wolf Roofing. I've known the team at Wolf Roofing now for almost a decade. They're Central Iowans that care about community and doing the job right. Go with a company that you know. A company from here. Go with Wolf Roofing. Set up your appointment at 515-225-8866. 225-8866 or online, wolfroofing. Fun for podcasting. You may have heard me t- about Fat Charlie's coming soon to Urbandale. It's an upscale sports bar serving high-end favorites. Well, now it's open. Just off the Douglas exit on 8035, 121st Street in Urbandale. That's where you'll find Fat Charlie's, and you'll find cold beer, good drinks, and great food. Fat Charlie's. KXNO. 
Are you ready for week two of Thursday night football? Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers, you can bet just $5 on any football game. You'll get $200 in free bets instantly. And if you're looking for even more action, everybody can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Yes, uh, new existing customers as well. It's simple. You either bet on the Chargers or the Chiefs to win, and if your team goes up by by seven at any point at any point in the game you get paid instantly even if your team loses that's a good one download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use promo code KXNO you'll get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game promo code KXNO only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older Iowa only bonus issued as free bets one early win token issued at opt-in money line bets only deposit and wagering restrictions do apply eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms if you have a gambling problem call one 800 is now the best time ever to own a single-family rental home in Des Moines. Trent Condon here from my good friends at Renner's Warehouse. And I'm here to tell you, housing prices are falling, but rents are rising. And with low inventories, they're stronger than ever. What does this mean for you? It's not always a seller's market, but it is always a renter's market. Especially when you hire Renner's Warehouse to manage the process for you. With selling, you never know what you're going to get. With renting... You can be confident in your ability to earn monthly cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits for the long term. And with Renner's Warehouse, you can sit back and collect the money. Tenants, they find the best. Rent, they collect it for you. Maintenance requests, they handle them 24-7. All for just one low monthly flat fee. They'll even warranty your tenants for free. Don't sell. Cash in and rent your home with Renner's Warehouse instead. Find out how much rent your home can get by visiting Renner'sWarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429. Thanks in Altoona. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for the Urology Center of Iowa audio cut of the day. Deckers goes for Hutchinson and he's got it. Touchdown. There are no flags. Set up your vasectomy appointment with the Urology Center of Iowa at 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. All right, 25 minutes before noon. Let's get right to Nick Oson, 24-7 sportscyclonealert.com. Nick was in the press box. Nick had some really good news potentially this morning. Well, you you said it earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Clones are headed to Hawaii. Yes, 2024 Thanksgiving. <laughs> Make your plans right now. Get there. It is worth it. Oh man, sounds like a, sounds like a plan, Nick Olson. Are you going to be uh, 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 lobbying the bosses to make sure you're part of that? Yeah, I think I've got to make that happen if they're <laughs> playing in Hawaii. I got to be there. Heck yeah! You know what? It should should be. Uh, they should send you there. All the hard work you've done, and you've kept that site afloat and actually grown on it. The other news: uh, Baylor Iowa State will kick off at eleven o'clock a week from Saturday. That game will either be ESPN two or ESPNU. 
And the game that it's up against, did you see what the, the, the what they have to decide? TCU at SMU or Baylor, defending champ, favorite to win it this year, and Iowa State. I mean, come on. Well, they're not playing for an iron skillet like they in the, they are in the SMU. There TCU. is that yes. aspect of it, Trent. I never thought of that <laughs> angle. Uh, that aside, so the game will kick uh, at eleven o'clock. So let's get into it, Nick. You were there. First of all, you're just your thoughts. I'm I'm assuming that was your first time on Kinnick Stadium. Are in Kinnick Stadium. It's a, it's a beautiful edifice to watch a football game. Uh, your thoughts on Kinnick Stadium before we get into the game? So, yeah, I had been there as a as a student reporter, but you know this obviously is kind of a, a new level on a beat with one of the teams, and you know they really showed out. I think the stadium is beautiful. I think it would be cool to get a little more of kind of the grasp of how loud everyone is when you're in the press box because you don't get to kind of feel the atmosphere of the fans as much, but. You know, the wave is always impressive. And honestly, guys, that, that was a day that I'll always remember. Win or lose, that was a pretty awesome experience. Really was. So let's get into uh, a, a couple of the aspects of the football game. Uh, Hunter Deckers, um, we'd heard about him all off season last week. Uh, in the tune-up, it was it was a tune-up, uh, and he wasn't bad by any means. Uh, but man, uh, orchestrating that ninety-nine yard drive and picking up the third downs, third and six, third and eights, whatever they were, uh, hundred deckers in in front of a hostile environment. Uh, Cyclones have something here in this quarterback. Yeah, that showed me a lot. That was one of my biggest takeaways, actually, other than a couple of the position groups. He didn't play a perfect game. He was very honest about that post game. But to have the composure, really no matter the crowd, but especially in an environment like that, there weren't a ton of, you know, maybe the toughest throws, but out routes, third and downs, like you guys mentioned, under pressure. And just to kind of be able to piece that together with so much of the kind of youth and inexperience, not just on some of the offense, but on the entire team, to really not flinch or anything. And then obviously the chemistry he has with Xavier Hutchinson, I think those two are going to put together a pretty special year. Was it the prettiest victory? No, and Iowa State will be honest about that. But it's a big one for this team. And now Ohio, you know, likely a win, looking at potentially 3-0, and hosting that Baylor game like you mentioned. The Cyclones may win a couple more games than people really anticipated. Saw a lot out of this defense, obviously, in the game. A lot of guys running around out there. And a newer name, certainly for me, in that safety group. We talked about Jeremiah Cooper in week one, how good he looked. Freeler, we've talked about a ton. What about Mason Chambers? What can you tell us about yeah, this young guy? That's a, good, that's a good one. Yeah, I was actually doing the pro football focus grade yesterday, and he graded out pretty well. Got a lot more snaps than I maybe anticipated. Yeah. He's absolutely someone that, has kind of put the time in and is not afraid to get physical kind of in that back line. I I liked what I saw from him. I also liked what I saw from Johnson playing up and being physical as well. Those safeties are not afraid to hit, which in a game like this where the Hawkeyes are obviously, you know, struggling to move the ball and trying to get that run game going, I think it says a lot. The Cyclones went five or six deep at the safety position, and that's something that could be very important the rest of the season in that three-three-five defense. Yeah, and they clearly got some depth up front. We saw that. Uh, I mean, Orange was running in and out of the lineup. Will McDonald looked like Will McDonald again. Mm-hmm. But where I want to go with you is, uh, really, it's hard not to, if you 
you like both schools, right? You're not you're not to wear hardcore one way or the other, and you never give the other team credit. Uh, it's hard not to root for a guy like Jirel Brock, who waited his turn and and really had a big game and uh, and had a big uh, his fingerprints are all over that win. Yeah, not to the extent of Decker's was, but cracking a hundo, he did have the fumble uh, when when his own teammate Russ knocked the ball out as he was about to score. But it was good to see Jirel Brock really in uh, in the first two games of the post Brees Hall era uh, put his stamp on this program i'm incredibly happy for brock you know just as a person and i don't think a game could really better encapsulate who jirel is as a player the mistake happens which of course is huge that could really kind of change things for iowa state in the game and the course of the season but the staff fully trusted him obviously like you mentioned with russ it was just kind of a weird play they ride brock really throughout the entire game he was even incredibly instrumental on that final series that they weren't afraid to continue giving him the ball he's physical he generally outside of that has good ball security and what has impressed me especially in week one but even in this one he's got a little shiftiness to him guys he can make guys miss even with his size and physicality and i think that especially with not having cartavius norton right now i think that's huge and i won't be shocked at all to see Jirel brock just be another 1,000-yard rusher for Matt Campbell and this Iowa State offense. You mentioned uh, the pro football focus numbers. They were not pretty on the offensive line. Tyler Miller graded out as the lowest rated of the guys. Uh, Triber was third on that list. Jake Remsburg, the question remains. We told him, oh, is he close? I mean, what? I know we're not going to get the full story about Jake Remsburg, but what do we know at this point going into this game against Ohio? Yeah, I think that I would, what I would say there is, Schreiber needs to continue to kind of find that consistency. I, I certainly, like I've said, don't expect Remsburg out all season or mm-hmm. something like that. But I think it's going to be the Triber show for a little bit longer. And quite honestly, I mean, those guys at PFF certainly know what they're doing. But there were a couple spots that I looked at. Triber was one and I think it was one of the linebackers. They didn't always necessarily line up to the eye test. I that, felt that was like Orion Vance. When, yeah, well, Ryan Vance, he yeah. was the lowest-grade linebacker. I didn't see that really? Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I felt like, exactly. I mean, he was literally my turning point of the game. And on the offensive line, yeah, the numbers weren't great. But, you know, I, I haven't been afraid to kind of share on my board. I felt like the linebackers in the O-line actually won this team the game because when the trenches needed to be won mm-hmm. to dig in and find that run game in the third quarter, especially those three guys in the middle, Downing, Simmons, and Hufford, that is a tough, inside trio and quite honestly i think there's a lot of good to take from that even if the numbers didn't quite live up to what we had seen uh nick uh, at one point in the game jalen Knowles seemed to uh get a little bit dinged up and i know he left the field he may have come back in into the football game was there anything brought up about jalen Knowles uh post game as far as his availability or is there anything there uh at all did you hear anything along those lines nick I did see him, like, just, you know, with my eyes in the press box get a little dinged up, but I saw him come back, and if I remember correctly, I thought that he actually came back and had an important catch later on, too. I think it was on a third down. Okay. So there has not at least been any talk about that of serious nature uh, with Noel. I'll be able to get a little more detail on that tomorrow as we speak to Coach Campbell, but I don't think it's anything to be super worried about for sure. I actually am with you and saw him come back into the game. Well, mentioning Matt Campbell, of course, his name's on the list as Nebraska is now open. 
Many people believe there's only two jobs that he'd leave in college coaching, and it's for either Notre Dame or Ohio State. Those two aren't open right now. Any truth, anything that you're hearing, any speculation, there's plenty of that about the Nebraska job and the interest, if there would be any, from Matt Campbell. Yeah, so those are two of the jobs that I had really heard. So that that aligns kind of with what I've heard. What I can say pretty confidently is that some of the reports throwing out his name in terms of interest from Nebraska's end are pretty legitimate. But I, I don't think just from what gut and kind of asking around a little bit from what I've seen from him, I'd be a little surprised if he ended up taking that position and I would be shell-shocked with some of this kind of premature nature of some of these reports and implying that things are a done deal and it's things ridiculous. like that. That's just, it's it's ridiculous. I feel for the fans around here. I feel for Campbell and, and his family because it's just not how he operates. That's not even how a lot of college football operates. So the, the thing I can say for certainty is he will be on the list for what Nebraska is kind of looking for. But from his interest, I think that things are getting way out of hand right now, and I don't think a lot of those reports are, are fair just randomly coming out later in that I, I couldn't agree with you more. And look, here's the thing. If they have another good year, and even if they have a disappointing year like last year, he was on USC's list, for crying out right. loud. So he's going to have options. Is Nebraska really high on the list? I mean, there was a time. You don't even think twice, 1995, right? sure. <laughs> Seems like a long time ago, <laughs> Trent. I don't know. I mean, I don't think this has a chance in hell this is happening. I think Matt's going to get the job. Matt Rule. We'll see. Uh, Nick Olson. So, Nick, uh, you, uh, do you know what players you're going to get tomorrow, or is it kind of wait and see? I know you're going to get Campbell tomorrow. Do you know what players are going to be made available to you guys? I don't yet. I would guess a couple of those stars from Saturday in terms of the offense. I think Decker's potentially, and feel like Hutchinson as well after a game like that. I'll be interested to see if we get some of the secondary, too, because that's a unit that wow. maybe hasn't gotten as much of the shine, but Man, some of the some of the guys that graded out Miles Purchase and TJ Tampa, who I remember tweeting during the game, guys, he had a tackle on the far side over from the press box on the drive where Orion Vance forced that fumble. If that guy gets He's to the gone. one or in the end zone, yep. exactly. That's very much, you know, potentially an Iowa victory. So I thought that he deserved the highest grade on the defense. And Aiden Bitter, who didn't actually get yeah. a ton of snaps, he was the highest graded guy. On the offense for the cycle. Well, he had a he had a circus catch. I, I think it was a catch, but I think they should have at least stopped it to look at it. And that's what was Ference was pissed off about apparently at the end of the first half. But clones win. Uh Matt Campbell has checked that box. Nick Oson joins us each and every Monday on a minimum. And we'll talk to you next week, if not before Nick. Cyclonalert.com. Anything you'd like to promote this week, Nick? Yeah, I was actually, you know, really happy to be joined by one of the voices of the Ohio Bobcats to do a preview. So we'll be doing a podcast for that coming out tonight. And we still have that 60% off annual VIP special for a few more days, guys. Nick's going to Hawaii in 2024. <laughs> Get on board now. Great stuff. Nick, have a good week. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. You too. Thank you. Nick Olson, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. Well, Trent, there's one person we haven't heard from. Hmm. And it's it's time. Oh, uh, we're going to have to take a commercial break. But yeah. after a how many months has it been since he made an appearance? Was there? Well, it's been since January. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. It's about nine months since we have heard from our. Well, we're just going to leave it at that. Uh, come on back. 
He'll be here when we come back. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 slash radio. After the storms hit central Iowa recently, you see companies from all over the country come to Iowa to take advantage of Iowans' misfortune. They're here today, gone tomorrow. You want to stick with companies you know, companies like Wolf Roofing. You know Wolf Roofing will be here long after the storm. They've been here for over 25 years. Wolf Roofing and its employees are central Iowans just like you. When storms hit and misfortune happens, they take care of their own. Go to Wolf Roof and Heather sent you in. Joined by Dr. Kelsey Sawatsky from Elite Eye Care. Dr. Sawatsky, you can help people that have had issues wearing contacts with specialty contact lenses. What's cool about them is they can fit all sorts of different eyes. So if you have an eye disease or really high prescription and you can't wear soft contact lenses, we fit you in these specialty contact lenses that allow you to get clear vision and good comfort. If people are looking to give contacts another shot, tell them where they can go. Come out to Elite Elite Eye, you can visit our website, iDrDesMoines.com. Three Meadows. Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Now's your chance to sit on the couch guilt-free all weekend long watching football while you heal after your vasectomy from the Urology Center of Iowa. The doctors there perform my procedure in less than a half hour. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400 400- 3550 and online at iowauro.com. A guilt-free football watching weekend after your vasectomy from the Urology Center of Iowa. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circus Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circusports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1 800 Bets Off. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. Hi, right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Well, you've waited a long time for him. Without further ado, here he is, Mr. Monday Night. Mr. Monday Night's back with another banger to kick off 2022. We're grabbing the points tonight. Come on. Oh, all night long. I have had this one circled for a long time. This has been part of uh, my bets in a couple of contests that I am. Not my circa millions. Because we're, we're already 5-0. Five five and and oh. Yes. This one's been circled for a long time. Too many points. Russell, hustle, and bustle. He struggles oh. in his old stadium. Give me the Seahawks. Plus the six and a hook. There were a couple of sevens yesterday. That has been bought back down. I saw that. And I'm kicking myself that I didn't grab that uh, touchdown. Any money line appetite for you here? Don't think we're going to go that direction. And I really, I have no feel on the total. I mean, you're a fan. What do you think we're going to see tonight? I don't know, but I know I'm going to hear Joe and, and Troy. Are you going to get to Manning cast at all? I, you know what? I, no. I, uh, I, that's you really good. I did love that last year, Trent. I just, I'm a huge Joe Buck guy. So, and then because it's your team tonight, mm-hmm. It's a little bit more difficult when yeah. it's your team to kind of go off the main broadcast. I don't want to be entertained if the game stinks. Right. If the game stinks, I'm going to watch it and go down with my squad. It, the, it'll be different in future weeks yeah, and we probably. get you know a random Monday night game that you don't have a whole lot of intrigue in. But for mm-hmm. this one, I wonder if I'll get over there. Probably not. I was not as big of a fan as the Manning cast as you were. 
And it, it it did a good number, but it never it didn't grow. Right, it just it, hung it, around like that million mark. Absolutely, right? seemingly yeah. got to that point, and uh, and and the buzz was there, but maybe the buzz kept it afloat. At it was that bigger point. on Twitter, I think, than it was in I the think real it was world. Too, I think it was too. Yeah. Um, so uh, just since we didn't talk about the NFL today, we will tomorrow. Yeah. Do you have one takeaway on the NFL from yesterday? If so, what would that be? Oh. Jefferson's going to be a problem for everybody. Oh huh? my God, is he good? Now he's got a actual coach that yeah, will like utilize an offensive him. coach. Yeah, mm-hmm. they get a lead; they're not going to sit on it and just run the ball and run Dalvin Cook into the ground. Has there been a changing of the guard top the of the NFC North? I think so. The NFC as a whole. Another takeaway. Woof. You know what? I hate to say, it, Trent. We're going to have egg on our face again, aren't we? With the Bucks. This is Brady guy. <laughs> How do you just fix your offensive line like that? Hey, you know, you lose three guys. It's fine. He's on. He doesn't need to show up at training camp. Do what you need. Do Worfs you need was chucking guys around too. Yeah, saw that. He's a mean, nasty son of a gun. Yes, he is. Uh, and that's exactly what you need. So Tampa is the prohibitive favorite now. I have to think. In the right? NFC. Yeah. Dallas looks as though they're a dumpster fire. Yeah. Now Dak Prescott's. Glad right. we grabbed the Eagles this summer, right? When we oh. started talking about that, that was a good one in the division. Uh, Chiefs of the Chiefs. They flexed again this weekend. So, hey, how about the Giants? They're football giants. That's a big win for that squad. I like that franchise. And the Seahawks, the first place team going into tonight's game as everybody else in the NFC West is 0-1. That's bananas. Here's hoping everybody's 0-1 after it's all said and done. Well, we'll be back tomorrow, but Murph and Andy are coming up at 1. The Fanatics at 3. Cyclone Insider Radio. What did I say? I said it again. And I'll be with Sean this afternoon. Oh, you and Sean doing yeah. Kexano Drive. And then Randy Peterson uh, and Travis Hines on Cyclone Insider. Have a